You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And today I have an interview with Emberly Pridham, who is the author of the children's book series, A Real Life Fairy Tale. She writes amazing books that have great messages for kids to empower them and inspire them and help them learn. And, you know, instead of picking up um, a tablet or an iPad, they can pick up a book and learn something and feel leaving inspired. So I love that about her books and uh, about her mission to do so. So we're going to talk a lot more about, you know, what inspired her to do this, how she got started, and even what's next, maybe some of her upcoming book titles and themes. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys to check out the preppypodcast.com where you can find all sorts of podcast merch to shop. And that's a great way to support this podcast. Um, and also be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thank you guys so much for being listeners. And I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live and what you do? Yes. So hi, everyone. I'm Emberly Pridham. I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I'm a wife and a mom to three little ones, and I am a children's book author. Yes. And I have been following you along on Instagram for a while now. Um, and that's sort of how I discovered you. I think you had posted one of my clients, June St. George, or they had posted you. And then that's how I found you. Um, but I've loved following along with your journey with your books. So I'm excited to dive into that in a little. Um, but first, I want to take it back to the beginning. So tell sure. me a little bit about your childhood. Did you grow up in Dallas? Were you always you know, interested in reading or writing or maybe be uh, creating? Yes. Yeah, so growing up, I loved to read, believe it or not, but I really did. Um, you know, growing up, you, we didn't have technology like that, like we do today. So I just loved getting lost in a good book. I came from a family of five siblings. So it was kind of like my peace of mind just to kind of <laughs> like open a book and just take a moment for myself. My grandmother was also a writer and a reader. She wrote the book before she passed um, called Challenging the Road Ahead. So she always kind of inspired me. Oh. That's really cool. So what was her book about? So it was kind of like a motivational book about challenges that you face in your life and how to overcome them and just how to deal with it and keep it moving in life because life is short and we should be thankful for every single day that we get. Oh my gosh, I love that. And how inspirational just for you, I'm sure, to, to see her write a book and then be able to do that yourself today. Exactly. She always was like, you know, I feel like you should write your own book. And I, you know, was a little bit young at the time. So I would just always kind of like laugh and like, maybe I just wasn't really into that at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was super, spe- it's kind of like a super special thing. I feel like she kind of passed along. Yeah. And it's funny how our journeys take us. I feel like there are things looking back as a kid and they reflect what you do today. But as a kid, you're like, no, I'm not interested in that. Or, you know, you don't see your strengths in that yet. Exactly. I, t- I couldn't agree more. 
<laughs> so when it came time um, for school, where and what did you end up studying? So my parents, both of them were actually ministers. So, you know, just kind of going back to my childhood, we traveled a lot. And so I ended up going to Bible college in Dallas, Texas at Christ for the Nations. So totally opposite of what I'm kind of doing now. Doesn't, isn't that always how that works? Yeah. So I went so, to Bible college. Oh my gosh. So tell me about that. I don't think I've had anyone on here has been to Bible college. So what does that consist of? So it's like, it's like any other school, but you just learn about the Bible. And okay. at first I was like, Bible college? Like, I, I don't know about if I could, if I could do that, I just wanted to go to normal college. My parents really encouraged me just with them going to Christ for the nations. That's what it's Mm -hmm. called there themselves. They were like, you know, just try it. And you know what? I tried it and I ended up liking it. I love that. And actually, well, I went to a Catholic university, so we had nuns teaching some classes and, um, we did a lot of, uh, courses on religion. And, um, I think it was a good foundation. Where did you go to college? I went to Immaculata University. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So kind of the same, probably some of the same things. Mm-hmm. No, and I think, like I said, I think it lays a good foundation. You learn a lot about history because of it. Um, you learn just about, you know, being a a kind and humble person, I think, with those classes, um, those courses weaved in. Exactly. I totally agree. So what then was your first career after you graduated from there? So I went right back into, well, I kind of was doing fashion during that time. And I kind of took a break to go to school. But then right after Bible college, I still was being pulled back in the fashion industry. So I went to work for um, brands um, at Henry Bendel, at Rag and Bone, um, which is such a fun time and a fun job, but the, the hours were super crazy. That's the only thing. Yes. <laughs> you can't, you cannot have a family and work retail, but I just love fashion and being in fashion. So I was always super excited to go to work. Definitely. So were you living in New York city then for Henry Bendel or were you still in Dallas? So they opened a store in Dallas. Oh. So I got to be a part of the the store opening. That's really cool. I didn't even know that. Um, being in Philadelphia, we're so close to New York City, so I always think of uh, the New York City flagship with it. Yes, yes. And I finally, when I did go to New York, I went to the Henry Bendel store, and it was just as magical as it was, like, just in looking it up online or seeing, you know, magazine clips about it. Yeah. So how long then were you working in fashion? So I had been in fashion. So I started, you know, what's funny. I started working at Forever 21 at when I was like 16 years old. Oh my gosh. I love that. And then it just kind of like, just, I always stayed in it. Mm-hmm. So I would say I was in fashion for at least 12 to 13 years. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. And that's funny. Cause I, um, one of my degrees is in fashion merchandising, so I get it. Oh, and I, cool. I remember being like, Oh, like working retail, it's super long hours and it's a lot harder than I think people um, perceive it to be. They think it's just, you know, buying things and all the fun, fancy stuff, but they don't Getting see the hard work. Exactly. <laughs> and the long, late hours. But, you know, that's what I kind of did before I had children. So okay. it was definitely, you know, something I could do at the time and I love to do. Definitely. So you were in retail, then you have children. Um, and I assume you stopped working retail. And is this when you kind of got the inspiration then for your book, your first book? Yes. So basically kind of what inspired this whole journey, you know, my grandmother was 
one of, you know, was some of that inspiration, but just having kids and I, being a young mom, I was that mom that always put on like frozen for my daughter, like a million times. Cause she loved it and it smiled, but I felt like, like later in life that I wish I would have done more, like read to her more and like educational things. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like, it was an idea that popped in my head. Also my husband, people would always ask me like what he did for a living. And I couldn't even tell them, like I had no idea. (laughs) So I would, and he's in, um, he's a patent lawyer and he's into inventions. That's what he does. So I was like, why don't we write a book series about what you do? Because it's so awesome. That way kids, we can spark kids imaginations and um, get them off that technology that's kind of taken over now and get them back to thinking again and just using their brain and educating them. So we wrote a fun book about inventions and how they're used in everyday life. And we try to make it really fun so they would be into it. That's awesome. So that first book, what was the first one called? So the first one was Pink Pajamas, inspired by my daughter, Brooke. And it kind of like follows her the day of life of her going to school and when inventions are used. And she, her grandfather educates her on who in, invented what and how she can also become um, an inventor and um, use that, you know, and kind of just kind of like follow her dreams and use that. Yeah. I love that. So with that, um, what was the process like for writing your first book? I mean, obviously your grandmother had written a book and inspired you. Um, but did, was the whole, you know, process and the business side of that, a completely new journey for you figuring out, you know, first of all, the story, then figuring out, I'm sure you had to get someone to illustrate or, um, draw pictures or covers at least for it. Talk to me a little bit about the process there. Yes, the journey was, it's just different. You think that you can just write a book, but there's just so many aspects that go into writing a book because you're right. You got to find the right publisher. You have to find the right illustrator. You have to research what you want your illustrations to look like, especially if you kind of want your own vibe and your own look. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more that goes into it than what it seems. Definitely. Okay. So you have then this book, you found the right illustrator, you have, um, you know, the words written in it, everything's ready to go. How did you get it out there? Did you launch with a website? Did you do some events? Um, what were some of the steps to, you know, launching it, getting it out there? So for our first series, um, you know, for the, cause we, pink pajamas is part of a book series mm-hmm. and we were new to writing, you know, books and everything. So, you know, we just did more so, um, social media mm-hmm. and just try to get the word out that way. And we felt that that was, um, the right way for this book, this certain book series, which is called, if not you, then who, but, um, the Di- princess Diana launch was a little different. I just felt like it's it's two different types of books. So when we launched Diana, um, we launched the pre-sale of the book in the Hamptons with a book signing at Veronica Beard and a really awesome dinner afterwards. Um, it was such a magical day and, um, we just wanted to be perfect since it was Princess Diana. Mm, That makes sense. Um, when you launched, uh, your first book did at that point, did you know that you wanted it to be part of a series or did that sort of, you know, the first book did really well and the kids were really enjoying it. And then you decided to make it part of a series. I kind of always knew I wanted to write a series just because we wrote a series with if not you, then who, and I think it's super fun to give kids that next, like, you know, book and, um, to get them excited about what's next and who they would read about next. So that's kind of how it all went down. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Now, in terms of the books, 
who who do you think should buy them? Like who are they perfect for? Okay, so I feel like they're perfect for anybody because I would I, I wrote Princess Diana because I wanted to add her to my collection, but it's mostly geared towards children just because I it would they need to know about this an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. Because we know our generations know, but do our kids from this generation know? And so that's why I feel like it's geared towards Diana fans like myself and other women, but I also feel like it's geared towards that four that anywhere from four to ten years old audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's it's funny the Diana um aspect because I was talking about this with my friends the other day, and I feel like I I love Diana because my mom loves Diana. Like she would tell me stories about when Princess Diana got married, like she was working and everyone like stopped and went and watched the wedding. And with me, my generation, um, when Megan and Kate got married, like I had parties at my house and my friends would come over super early in the morning because it was like 5 a.m. or whatever. Uh, And I was like, I wonder if the next generation, if, you know, their kids is who they're going to be obsessed with. And that's kind of how... Um, this royalty just keeps going is because, you know, the generation above you kind of puts it in um, your head and shares that love for watching this and um, learning more about it. No, I, I totally agree. You know, and it's been 25 years since her passing, which is actually August 31st today. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of why, you know, I just, like I said, I wanted to write this book because I wanted kids of the next generation mm-hmm. to know about her and all the ho- like positive things that she did for the world. Yes. She was a great humanitarian for sure. Yes. Um, so what are some of the lessons then when kids are reading these books or parents are reading them to kids? What, what do you want them to take away from reading your books? So like I said before, I just want them to take away just how amazing she was and the good that she did for the world. Um, She was involved with a hundred different charities. She cared for the homeless. She cared for the people that the world had forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Um, So just how the work that, and all the good that she did. Yep, definitely. So sort of that, um, you know, being kind to others and helping those in need um, and just being you know, a a nice, good person, I think is a great takeaway then from those. Yes, I agree. And I feel like in some way, in some form, we all can relate to Mm -hmm. Princess Diana's life Mm -hmm. and just being a woman and just being able to relate in some way with her life. For sure. Um, And now you're a mom, like we mentioned. So how do you think being a mom influences what you do and um, writing these books? Obviously, you talked about um, you wanting to get, you know, your kids off technology a little bit and, and the learning while they're playing. Um, what else? Like, how does that influence you? I'm sure it influences you and in everything you do being a mom and taking care of little ones. Yes. Being a mom, I feel like influences everything we do. So one of the reasons I wrote this book was for my children, just to learn about these amazing women from the past. Mm-hmm. Yep. What would you say as an author is the hardest part about being an author in terms of business? I would just say just staying consistent and being patient. Um, being a writer takes a lot of patience and taking the time every day just to work on the project. But I would say it's always so rewarding and worth it just because you get to share with the world about these amazing women and that our kids can learn about. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, talking about the process of writing a book again, how right. long does that really take you when you think of an idea to when it's actually printed and out there and you're, you know, having an event to launch it or, or you're promoting it on social media? Is that like a year process we're talking about or is that, you know, six months or what What would you say? It's actually a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> um, I would say for Diana, it took me just with all the research that went into it, I would say altogether two years. Wow. Yes. So, and I think it was just more so making it perfect for her mm-hmm. and just kind of like doing our, doing the research, making sure you get it right. Yep. That makes sense. And especially because that one, you know, it, it is a existing person that you're writing about. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure it did take a lot more work than behind the scenes. Exactly. You're so right. Now, being an author, what is the best part or the the part you love most about what you do? Is it like when you get that first copy in your hands or is it, you know, maybe seeing your your kids read your books? What what's the most rewarding and your favorite part? I would say when our kids read the book and when we go into schools and we read our book and and the children just light up. And they raise their hand and they ask those questions and they, you see that look in their eyes that, you know, they're dreaming and they're thinking. And so it's just so rewarding as an author to see that. I love that. It like turns the little light bulb on in their head and inspires them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, which of your books would you say is the best seller? Well, we're just releasing Princess Diana. Actually, tomorrow she's on pre-sale right now. But just with our other books in general, I would say Pink Pajamas. And I say that just because it was the first book of the series. We've had it out longer. But I also feel like it's been a favorite. Yeah. And then what's your personal favorite? Is it this new Diana book? I have to be a little biased and say it is the Diana book. Just because I've always been a super fan of Princess Diana. And so yeah. it was, the, the process was actually, it did take two years, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the journey. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about marketing um, before, like you said, social media is a great way uh, that you launched some of your first books. And then with the Princess Diana book, you had um, an event. What's been your best form of marketing? Is it, you know, maybe word of mouth or, um, I wonder if, you know, sometimes I'm on my Instagram feed and I see influencers actually posting some of your books in the past couple of weeks. So has it been influencers? Like for someone listening who has a business um, and is curious about marketing, what what's worked for you guys? So there are different forms of marketing, but I would say podcasts like this mm-hmm. that help get the word out to our audience, to our moms, to our, and just to our guests tuning in. Yep. And, and all the influencers just spreading the word because a lot of people are on social media and they look up to influencers just to see what's up and coming. Yep. And I feel like right now, a lot of influencers actually have kids because, you know, the influencer world started what, like 10, 15 years ago. So they're at that prime age where I feel like all of the influencers I follow are having kids. Um, we're just starting to have them. So I think that's a great demographic for you for sure. I think so too. Um, now I know your grandmother obviously inspired you, um, in terms of writing a book as she was an author herself, but where do you get inspiration for, um, your next book? Like for princess Diana, obviously you've always loved her. Um, 
but how, how do you get inspiration when you do your book? Where, where do you go or who inspires you? I would have to say my favorite, and that's why I kind of started with Princess Diana first, but I would say Princess Diana and just women that made a difference in our world. Um, and like I said before, Diana was someone we could all relate to. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's just real life princesses that made a difference in our, in our world. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I decided to write the book series in general, because I was up with my daughter one night and I was actually reading her a fairy tale. And I thought to myself, um, I'm reading her a fairy tale. And I went down a bunny trail of wanting to read to my daughter about a real life fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And Princess Diana was the first to pop into my head. She is someone that I would like my daughter to learn about and inspire to be. I love that answer. Um, and I love how you said a real life princess. And I think even obviously Diana was an actual princess, but I think that term can be used in different ways too. Like, um, Audrey Hepburn, for example, is someone that always has inspired me. And as a kid, I always loved her and I love her movies. And I think of her as a real life princess. You know, she became this international movie star and she remained graceful and she was also a great humanitarian. So I love how you related that to like real life princesses. Exactly. I've always been into like the iconic women from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And so I've always been a super fan of old Hollywood and I've always been, I've been, I've been kind of trying to bring it back with fashion choices because I've, I was always obsessed and I still am with old Hollywood style. Yes. And glam. I, I agree. <laughs> Everybody should be in furs. Everybody should be in beads and gowns and chiffon and lace. I love that. I, I'm a hundred percent there with you. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So speaking of style, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that because I think, you know, you have fabulous style when it comes to interiors or clothing, um, all the above. So where does that come from? Was it, you know, growing up and watching old movie stars or is there someone in your life um, or obviously you worked in fashion for a little, where does that fashion inspiration come from? I would say just all the years that I worked in fashion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a minister's daughter, I I feel like I was out of the loop for a little while, you know? So (laughs) when I did go into fashion, I couldn't pronounce any brand. Like, I think when I worked at Henry Bendel, and a lot of people can like probably better, a lot of people can tell you, I I couldn't even pronounce the candle Gardenia. I said Gardena, like (laughs) no joke, just because I didn't know a thing. And so I guess just being in fashion my whole life, I I wanted to learn. I was into it. Um, I've always been, I've always loved old Hollywood and so it kind of inspired me to create my own look and my own fashion mm-hmm. and kind of that's how I kind of got into the, all of that. I think that's interesting, though. Yeah, being a minister's daughter, I think it kind of gives you a blank slate to to really come into your own then. Like you're not super influenced by everything else. You can kind of create your own path with that, which I think is cool. Exactly. I totally agree with that. So who are some of your favorite brands or designers that you love to shop, whether it's um, clothing or interiors? So for fashion, I would have to go with um, the European European designer, Amelia Wigstead. I love some of her pieces. And maybe that's because Kate Princess Kate Middleton wears some of her things. Um, and I love Carolina Herrera, Oscar de la Renta, Layla Rose. I feel like I love all the classics. Yeah. What about you? 
I love Oscar de la Renta. I just got a new dress, actually, that I'm planning to wear to my fiance's Christmas party. Um, but I love that old glamour. It's like I, right now I'm not into the cutout trend, which no offense to anyone that is, but I feel like there's so many clothes right now that have something cut out on them and um, showing like your belly. And I just love how Oscar de la Renta um, is so classic and Carolina Herrera too. Yes. I haven't been able to hop onto the cutout train, but that's okay. Yeah. I still love my classic, like, you know, secret garden kind of, you know what I mean? Yes. Vibes. So like coming, like, I guess I like that Victoria magazine kind of, you know, style mm -hmm. and, um, you know, all of those, um, designers that kind of fall into that. And you like color and prints too, like me. I feel like some people shy away from them and, you know, just like to wear all black or, um, you know, neutrals and are kind of scared to have some fun with pattern. So I love that you're like that as well. Yes. I love bright colors because they make me happy mm -hmm. and I'm a brunette, so I got to have a pop of color somewhere. Yes. And the same way. Um, so who would be your dream person to, to read your books? Like if any celebrity or royal, or maybe it's someone that's past that's, you know, no longer with us, but one of those icons, like who do you wish could read one of your books to, to their children or maybe them as a younger version of themselves? You know, it would be incredible if Princess Kate or Queen Elizabeth could read this book. Yes. It would be my dream come true. I think and, that you know, would be amazing. And, you know, just the children of this generation just mean, it would mean a lot just because they can inspire to be somebody that made a difference, you know, in this world. I mean, Diana exemplified grace and dignity. Yep. Uh, she gave so much of her time to important causes and to the most vulnerable people in the world. So mm -hmm. in the book, I decided to highlight all of our positive aspects about our life. Mm -hmm. That's great. I, I need to get this book and give it to my flower girl in the wedding. <laughs> yes. yes. You know what? It's, you know, she, I think she, it would kind of vibe right on with the wedding. So yes, I, I love that. Um, so since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? So how would you describe preppy? So that's a great question. So I would say preppy to me would mean neat, young, but classic. Um, I would say like kind of like Ralph Lauren, like in how the royals dress. But I feel like preppy is always in style. It, like it never goes out of style. Mm -hmm. I love that answer. I love how you brought in the royals there and how they dress. Because for sure, I think, um, you know, Princess Kate is definitely preppy. Yes, for sure. And I'm always looking at what she's wearing. And we're all trying to buy what the royals are, are wearing, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> like that's why they always go flying off the racks or out of you know, just out of stock everywhere when I try to get something yeah. that Princess Kate has worn or Meghan Markle. Yes. I love that. And I love how they're both like long hair brunettes, which you and I can relate to that. I feel like that I they know. help me find what to wear. Cause I'm like, Oh, this looks great with, you know, their coloring. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of it. Kind of, I should have said that earlier. That's kind of how I've got the fashion. I kind of look at what they're wearing. Cause mm -hmm. it's always so classic. And I try to implement that into my wardrobe. For sure. Especially um, because they're brunettes. Yes. <laughs> so you're, you're right. Yes. I feel like there's so many blonde movie stars, but having these royals that are brunettes, I don't know. It's, it's like give us for something. the brunette team. <laughs> yeah, give us – I mean, Elizabeth Taylor was a good one too. Yes. Yep, for sure. Um. So you being an author, I'm curious as to some other books that you personally like to read or authors that you really enjoy. 
So I've always been super into like biographies of women from, like I said, the old Hollywood glamour days. Like I read a biography of Marilyn Monroe, of Elizabeth Taylor, of Princess Diana. And I actually read the biography from Andrew Morton. He's the English journalist that did, he worked with Diana and the Mm -hmm. book is called In Her Own Words. And it's the most transparent biography and it just kind of breaks down Diana's life and really puts you in that moment with her, which I oh. thought was so unique and interesting and such a good read. And I would recommend it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put that on my list. I'm always curious. I feel like there's so many books on the Royals and I never know which one's a good one. So I'll put I that feel like on my this list. Was the cl- I feel like this had to be the closest just because Andrew and Princess Diana were friends. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. So what is next for you? Like, are you working on another book right now or um, just promoting this book right now? Do you have any events coming up maybe that people could come for a signing? Tell me what's next. So we do have a couple book signings coming up and we're just trying to still um, get down dates and set them up. Um, We are in Dallas, but we do, we are trying to do a mini book tour starting in January. I think we're starting the kickoff would be in Palm beach Mm -hmm. for new year's and we should be in LA and then we should be in New York in the summertime. Um, so we're super excited and, um, princess Diana is the first in the book series. And I'm thinking about so many great women. It's hard to narrow down to who will follow princess Diana, which I know that our next one will be Princess Grace. And then after that, y'all will have to stay tuned. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Princess Grace, she's from um, the Philadelphia suburbs here. So that's she's Exactly. So, <laughs> yes. Well, you'll have to, when you launch that, you'll have to come to the suburbs here of Philly and do some sort of signing or event around that. That would be amazing. And you know, we're not far from Philly because in the summer times we are in Rhode Island because my husband is from Rhode Island. So we do summer times in Rhode Island and then we do the school year in Dallas because that's where I'm from. So we're not far away from you. So that could definitely be possible. Yeah. I love that. I'm so excited. Um, Now, my final question is where can people find you? So if they want to shop the book or look for upcoming tour dates, uh, what's the URL, the website and the social medias to follow? Yes. So you can find us on our website at www.arreallifefairytale.com. And you can follow us on our Instagram at a real life fairy tale series. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was so cool learning more about you and your books. Um, And like I said, I can't wait to get one of your books and give to my flower girl. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you. And we'll be releasing tomorrow to Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. So we're super excited about that. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.